0: The Winter Sport is Becoming More Treacherous As the World Warms and Ice Falls Become Less and Less Stable By Jacopo Pasotti The valley is lit with dim winter light. In the distance, faint threads of smoke rise from a village toward the snow-laden clouds. Beyond, there are whitewashed mountain peaks, snow-covered fir trees, and immense frozen waterfalls running down dark rock faces. It's a typical winter scene in Switzerland's Bernese Highlands, with one exception. Climbing one of those sheer walls of ice, solo, is Swiss mountain enthusiast and ice climber Danny Arnold. It is a skillful, tough, physical endeavor, a meticulous cyclical dance of hacking axes and kicking crampons into the ice, finding stability, and then pushing and reaching for new fastenings higher up. Over and over, Arnold attaches and detaches his limbs from the ice. Foot by foot, he slowly ascends the icefall. Ice climbing is arguably the most treacherous mountain sport. It takes place in tough, often sub-zero conditions, on extremely smooth surfaces with few holds. Climbers move on a changeable element, having to ascertain the difference between compact and fragile ice. It only takes small changes in temperature or humidity to change the state of an icefall, Arnold says. Despite, or perhaps because of, these risks, the sport is becoming more and more popular. But soon, it could be extinct. In the European Alps, glaciers are disappearing, snow is becoming rarer, and winters are shortening. In the last two summers alone, Switzerland's glacier stock has lost 10% of its volume. Scientists warn that alpine regions are warming exceptionally fast compared to the global average temperature, which continues to march upward. For sports that rely on snow and ice, this spells major trouble. For ice climbing, the general prognosis is clear. Climbable ice will become less and less available. But specifically, what changes can be expected and when is a mystery. Changes to river and stream freezing patterns are among the least explored impacts of climate change in mountain areas. There's almost no research on ice-climbing environments, and the freezing of mountain streams and waterfalls receives little attention in the latest IPCC report on the world's ice- and snow-covered regions. Climbers themselves are the ones currently with the best knowledge of how icefalls are changing. What's become clear to them is that the sports environment is getting increasingly precarious. Ice on mountain streams is becoming more erratic, and winter freezing is shortening, Arnold says. This means less ice to climb, but also that the ice that remains is less dependable. We have had unstable conditions in the past, but they were not as frequent as today, Arnold says. Climbers typically describe ice falls as being alive. In certain situations, the ice is extremely solid. It's safe, he says. But that can radically change in just a couple of hours if the ambient temperature rises, Arnold explains and as the world warms, dramatically quick changes in temperature are becoming more common. From a ladder to paradise, an icefall then turns into a deadly trap. When weakened by melting, a frozen waterfall can shed pieces of ice as massive as a van. With these crashing down the mountainside below, for climbers, such a collapse can be fatal. The waterfall is something plastic. Ice and hanging icicles are kind of glued to the rock, And the most critical situation is when a rise in temperatures causes the ice mass to detach from the rock, says Anna Toretta, a former ice-climbing World Cup athlete from Italy. In the sun, in winter, a waterfall can switch from below zero in the morning to as high as 20 degrees C in a matter of a few hours, says Toretta. Today's climate means having winter-long spring-like weather, Arnold says. Changes to mountain-river freezing patterns stretch far beyond the world of sports. Ice climbing is the tip of the iceberg, says Francesco Avanzi, a hydrologist at the SEMA Research Foundation in Italy, which researches climate-related hazards. Mountain water supplies are critical to economies downstream. Global warming means less snow and more rain in mountain areas, Avanzi explains, meaning that water, instead of staying frozen for months in the mountains and then being released in spring and summer, flows into rivers and streams in winter, when it is least needed by agriculture. Without climate protection measures, towards the end of the century there will be on average 30% more water in rivers in winter, but 40% less in summer than in the past, reports the Swiss National Center for Climate Services. Michele Rogora, a researcher at Italy's National Water Research Institute, or irsa CNR, points out that less ice on glacial streams and lakes, as well as a reduction in ice cover, also affects mountain ecosystems. In the case of lakes, early thawing changes the lake stratification and circulation of water, the chemistry, UV exposure, and consequently impacts biological communities affecting biodiversity, from plankton to fishes, Rogora says. Ice climbers and ecosystems will be forced to adapt as winter patterns change, and Arnold believes the sport will survive. People who engage in outdoor activities are adaptive, he says. Sometimes I am concerned, but I don't think it will happen, he says of the possibility of ice climbing going extinct. There is already research showing that mountaineers and climbers don't want to give the sport up, and that they are ready to adapt their behaviors in order to keep climbing. Strategies include modifying when they chose to climb, shifting to activities that are related to but more compatible with the new environment, or looking for new places to practice the sport. In fact, the sport is still attracting more and more people. This is a problem. There are fewer iced waterfalls in tighter periods, but at the same time more practitioners, says Toretta. Finding good ice will become more competitive, Plus, a simple law of nature says that if something becomes more hazardous and the number of people exposed to that hazard increases at the same time, then the risk of accidents increases. To find ice, we will have no choice but to move further north or higher, Toretta says. Moving higher is what some alpine animal and plant species are already doing. But there is the limitation, though, that at some point, the mountain doesn't go any higher. However, there is another way to keep climbing with axes and crampons. It's called dry tooling, and involves climbing with ice device tools on bare rock. It's a technique that used to be considered a compromise, to get over rocky parts on frozen waterfalls, but has now become a sport in itself. I think that the future is dry, Toretta says, though she's not looking forward to it. I still prefer climbing on ice. But some cliffs, slopes, and mountain faces are becoming inaccessible altogether as ice melts. The north face of the Matterhorn is a good example, says Arnold. In the last two years, there have not been any ideal days for a climb. And dry tooling isn't an option because rising temperatures are melting the snow's permafrost, which used to act as a natural glue, holding the mountain rock in place, but no longer. There are constant rockfalls, Arnold says. And the Matterhorn isn't the only peak affected. In general, permafrost is disappearing from alpine regions. The mountains are coming apart, says Toretta. Current books on mountains are therefore no longer reliable references. We can no longer trust mountain guidebooks or reports on previous climbs. When they say the best time is in certain months, you can't trust them anymore, says Arnold. For anyone who wants to ice climb, he advises checking on the safety of a line day by day. Ask the local mountain guides who have an eye on the changes, he says. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.comslash science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money?